You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Apparently, today is Father's Day. Um, and I celebrate everyone who is a father in this house. Um, um, I saw my son this morning, you know, taking him, and I was like, oh, wow, because he's almost as tall as I am now, you know. Next thing girls will be calling him. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> um, but I was, you know, this for me, I think, you know, um, is a really special Father's Day for me because I, I felt really grateful to God. Uh, we're coming, we're coming. <laughs> Thank you, love you too, Ine. But I then also said, look, I know that, you know, there are a number of men here who are not fathers yet, at least to our knowledge. All right? Um, just a matter of time. Tell the man around you, just a matter of time. Just a matter of Just a matter of time. I, I can't really just wait to see, you know, Josh's son trying to play the keyboard while Fallaby's daughter is singing. I just, I can't, you know. You know. And Demiladi's twins are running around teaching scripture. <laughs> oh, wow. Let me tell the men around you, you are not scum. You are not. <laughs> tell them. Tell them you are, you are wonderfully and fearfully made. I matter you are in front today. Ah, good. <laughs> All right. So I'm, instead of singing before I preach, I just wanted to read a small note to men. All right. Can I do that? All right. Good. Well, yeah. I like to write notes. <sighs> All right, let me see. Where do I start? Okay, so, so dear men, uh, this is everyone, Samuel, Fallaby, Emmanuel, I, I just wanted to celebrate you especially, especially on this Father's Day in 2019. In a rapidly changing world, sometimes we hear people say, as men, we hear people say that it's a man's world. And the truth is that within our hearts, we ask, what are they speaking about? Because sometimes it's no longer easy to identify when we stopped being men and suddenly, or stopped being boys and suddenly became men. It seems like all the rites of passage which our forefathers so elegantly wrote about have long disappeared. So overnight, we grew up. One night, we were still playing video games and monkey posts and all that. And the next day, we were told that we were men. So what does a man do? Is it when you can buy a company? Is it when you can have an erection? Is it when you can cut a lady? Is it when you can drink a whole carton of beer by yourself? Is it when you can buy a house? Is it when you can win an election? On this Father's Day, guys, I acknowledge the ambiguity, the silence, and sometimes the resentment that men have to live under. I recognize the fact that some listening to me have been abused. Some have been heartbroken. And yet others have been called failures, scum, silly, and unfit. But yet, guys, here we are. Yet we stand. Yet we wake up and try again. And so today I celebrate every single one of us. 
From the 18-year-old student to the 40-year-old father of two, I celebrate the grace of God over your life today. To be a man is not a day's job, they used to say in my hometown. And so, men, I celebrate the grace and the work of God in your life. As your pastor, by God's grace, and a fellow man, my one charge to us this Father's Day is a call to honesty before God. That we would develop the confidence to approach God because of the blood of Jesus. That we would hear the urgency to build character because of the call over our lives. The need for us as men to stand unashamed before Jehovah and let him nurse both our dreams and our pains. Guys, it is time to let God also father us so that we can father others. May I speak to the fatherless man in the house. God is the father to the fatherless. Never will I underestimate the drought that is caused by the vacancy of not having a father. But I encourage you to leave the bottles and the girls alone and to ask him who created all things to fill up what is missing, to ask him to heal what is broken, to ask him to restore what is lost that we would show him where the axe fell. We sometimes forget that God, but God, we sometimes forget, but God who created man had purpose and plans encoded into the male reality. As we turn to him, we are lightened, we are strengthened. And so whether you drive a Benz or a bicycle, whether you live in Ajegunle, Aja or Atlanta, whether your genes are designer or just designed, you are called by God to better things. Like the apostle will say to a crippled man, silver and gold we may not have yet, but we carry the seed of greatness in our hearts. So stand up, trim your beard, raise your shoulders, but please raise your hearts. Put a spring in your step. Put some scripture in your mind. Pray a little. Intercede some more. Spray your best perfumes. Step out in hope. Our God will fight for us. Our God will fight in us. Our God will fight through us. Guys, my love for you is immense. My respect is huge. That you are here today is an, an absolute reminder of your willingness to lead your willingness to try, your willingness to be a man. And so I know, brothers, that you will be helped. May the coming years be kind to us. May the winds of grace fill our wings and lift us higher than our imaginations could ever dream. May we make the women smile. May we lead the children to find paths of righteousness. May we protect the weak and the vulnerable. May we exercise power with discretion and integrity. May we speak truth at the city gate and on the internet. May we cause our Heavenly Father to be proud. May we cause our Heavenly Fathers to be filled with joy and pride. May Nigeria and the whole world be better because of us. May the Holy Spirit fill us to overflow over and over again. And when our time is done, dear men, may we hear the thundering loving voice of our King saying, Well done, good and faithful servant. You're a man indeed. 
is they would say, now man, you'd be very well done and happy Father's Day. Lots of love, P.I. May I ask all the guys in the house, whether you are a father already or not, to please stand this Father's Day. And may we ladies celebrate. I thought you could do it slightly better than that. And Heavenly Father, this morning we commit every single man in this house to you. But Lord, your plan and your purpose over these lives will come to pass, nothing missing, nothing broken. That they will kneel before you. They will stand before kings. Lord, sometimes men can be stubborn. In this house, Father, give us a heart that lends. Give us men who understand what it is to love. Give us men who are bold. Give us men who are truthful, men who honor you, men who will fight for their wives, fight for their children. Give us faithful men in this house. Pray for that man who has been brokenhearted. Pray for healing our father. Our God, you are the father to the fatherless. Lord, I pray for every man here who's looking for a job. Pray that this week they would hear good news. This week they would go for an interview. Pray that you would open doors. Our Father, we give you all thanks. We give you all praise. God's push out a big amen. Once again, let's celebrate all the men, all the fathers in the house. Thank you guys. Sit down. God bless you. Oh, wow. Okie dokie dokie dokie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me smile at a man next to you. So, so this is a lady. Smile at a man next to you. It doesn't have to be your husband. Just smile at him. It can be your husband also. Smile at him. Tell them you're all right. You're all right. It doesn't matter what she said. You're all right. All right. Okay, 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 okay. So, um, right. So very quickly, uh, I think my message today is brief. Famous last words before we do a long message. But I, 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 I want to share over three weeks, over three Sundays if we can, um, a, a set of thoughts about success, all right? Um, so third, third John 2, I think, Scripture says, Beloved, I pray that you would prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Um, and I think over the last couple of days, I've had that nudge in my heart about success and about God just, you know, so it's months actually and I think it's a good time to share and we'll pray and then we'll continue I think on Wednesday and then next Sunday okay um, how, how do you know when you become successful in life in fact are you successful that's my question to you this morning so are you successful if you asked yourself that question, what will be your answer, Pastor Tolu? Are you successful? Are you? Do people think you are successful? John says here that I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health. 
even as your soul prospers. It's interesting how when Martin shares his God experience, he talks about a path that he has come through. Not everyone who sees Martin's here knows, I mean, without him telling you the story, will guess where he has been. Not everyone knows where I have been. But it's amazing that regardless of how far we've come, that sometimes we still do not feel successful. In fact, the definition that we have of success influences our choices, our decisions, and pretty much everything we do. The definition that we have of success determines what we will applaud. A guy drives into your office complex on Monday morning. Young guy. Well, young, young looking guy. Beards. Full beard. Not the half prop, you know. Guys know what a successful beard is. The beards that can go out by themselves. Just the beard alone. That's, that's the whole, you know. Full beards. Tall six-pack out of a new, brand new Range Rover 2019. Rolex on one hand. Briefcase on the other hand. Oh, by the way, he's married. Sad. <laughs> and then his lovely wife steps out. Oh my goodness, they're children too. Twins. One boy, one girl. Isn't that the Lagos dream? No, but guys, come on. I mean, oh, but and as he walks past you, you as you smell his perfume, you perceive him praying in, in tongues. <laughs> He's born again. <laughs> What else? What else? What else? You know, then you hear him talk about, talk to his friend. Oh, I've not seen you since my Harvard days. Oh, Harvard. He said, but the last time we saw was when Liverpool won. I said, Liverpool fan. Ha! But isn't he successful? Let's say the truth now. Isn't he successful? What does it mean to be successful? Because the one who defines my idea of success controls my life. Controls my dream. Controls the flow of my worship. Controls my resources and ultimately my happiness. Because sometimes you are on the road and you... Your worship, you, a car passes you and you just start worshipping. Ah! It's worship. Sometimes your hand is already up. Ah! Sometimes he comes in and you say, chief, boss, chairman. The only thing you're not doing is rolling on the floor. 
help me ask the person next to you, are you successful? Are, are you successful? Are you successful? Because different games have different rules. You cannot play football with the rules for basketball. You can't. So the fact that you are skilled at playing basketball, when you come to play football and you want to then pick the ball, you know, that's not it. That's not how we do it here. When the devil speaks to Eve in the garden, he tries to redefine for her what success is. He says, what did God say? Ah, you don't know anything, no. Your eyes are not open yet. No, your eyes are not open. He says, God, there's a... There's wisdom, but you do not know it. But he, he paints for her a picture of something beyond what God has given her. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man. It says, but it doesn't end well. So, been preparing, you know, just thinking about this whole concept. What is success? Because if we cannot define it, if we cannot agree on it, then how would we even know when we get there? How would we even know when we get there? Have you ever been on the street looking for a house? But because there were no numbers on the street, you just kept on going, which is number 10? Which is number 15? What is success? Where do I get my current definition of success from? from society, from my family, from friends. <clears throat> so great wealth, is that success? And, and before you knock it, ask yourself, say the truth. How much, I mean, think about it. So you say this guy, ah, Samuel has, you know Samuel that was in our class? And you know, like tall Samuel, right? Tall guy. You know, I mean, as a count officer, eh? you won't believe his balance. It's, I can't tell you for confidentiality, but in Naira, there are nine zeros. Dollars, six zeros. He says, Samuel. Samuel. He says, what does he do? He says, architecture. And then photography. He says, How did, I know it's not possible. But is Samuel thus successful because he has a lot of money? Don't answer because... Because the way we act towards money, you would think that that is a clear definition of success. Fame, following, influence. Ah, you know Brad Dickbo? You don't know him on Instagram. Razi Joe. 2.5 million followers. <laughs> is he successful? In fact, there's a song I, I've heard on the radio and I, to be honest, I tried to remember the song but I couldn't remember. But it, the, 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 one of the lines says that if you do not have money, and I'm saying it in English, that's not how it says it. Says, if you don't have money, then what do you have, right? Sorry? Tell me, you know, you know the song. Come. Sorry? What do we gain? Thank you. God bless you, my brother. And you are pretending you don't know the song. <laughs> if we not get... I mean, but I can't speak pidgin in an accent. If we not get money, waiting we and when we sing that song, it's like a worship song. We're confessing. If we not get money, waiting we gain. If we not get money, waiting we gain. Waiting we gain is a confession. We're singing it, waiting we gain, and we're teaching ourselves. 
that the definition of gain is money. I'm coming. But scripture says, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? The song, the, the beats are good. I like the beats. It's a good jam. But I worry whether it potentially, with a number of other songs, it potentially says to us the wrong thing about success. And once you give a man a wrong definition about success, once you give a person wrong goals, wrong rules for the game, forget it. Have you ever, and I, I pray it never happens to you, been in an exam hall, writing furiously, 10 minutes to go, you then chance on the instructions. Answer one from section one. You have done three. <laughs> then from section two, do two. <laughs> then you just start praying, writing to the lecturers, dear sir, I know the answers to these questions. It is not like I didn't want to do it, sir. <laughs> hey. Help me ask the person next to you, what does success mean to you? What does success mean to you? Um... I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So, it's interesting because this one, I, had a, I have a message from God and I think he was laughing at me yesterday as I tried to write a sermon around it. Because there is, there's people, I believe, here today who have accepted the wrong definition of success and are thus under all sorts of <laughs> unimaginable pressure. There are people who are unhappy because the definition of success that you are holding is not true. It's not true. There's somebody who's been trying to get accepted into a particular club or clique or I don't know what it is. You're, maybe you're trying to get verified. You have bought fake followers from Tokyo. Luke chapter 12 verse 15 to 21. And, 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 I, and I, as I was preparing for this, I kept on saying, God, you know, for me, I'm going to say what you've told me to say. But I sense a lot of warfare for someone. That you need to leave this service today, go and check God's word, go and pray about it, and really change the cause of your life. Luke chapter 12 and 15 to 21. And he said to them, watch out, be on guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And then he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. And then he said, this is what I will do. I will tear down my bands and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I will say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. What can be wrong with that, guys? Isn't this the dream to retire while you are 30 or 40? 20. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared 
for yourself. 21, this is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich towards God. I, I don't understand. Lord, what, is, what does it mean to be successful? Ah, let's, should we do that small exercise? Let me try. Oh, you're here. Welcome. <laughs> Would you shut your eyes for all 30 minutes? Don't worry. Don't be afraid. Hold your phone, though. <laughs> 30 seconds. Oh, no, not 30 minutes. 30 seconds. Think of yourself. Hmm. This is a good one. Think of yourself in a couple of years. In a couple of years. I don't know how many years. Five years? Ten years? What will you be doing? What do you want to be doing? Think of yourself in a couple of years. What will you... What would, what would your life consist of? Where would you leave? Where would you go? What kind of person would you be? What would you have? Think some more. Think broadly. What kind of friends would you have? What would your days be like? The Bible says of God that is able to do exceedingly apparently far above all that we can ask or imagine. So please feel free. Would you be a bank MD? Would you be a preacher? Would you be a singer? What would you have done? Think of yourself. This And, and this thought, trust me, I, I, I pray. For someone, you have not been able to go far in your thoughts. So maybe think another five years. Think ten years. Add it. So you'll be 28 by that time. Or you'll be 35. Think a bit more. What would your days be like? Where would you be? Who would you be? In Jesus' name. I wish I could ask all of us to share. Because the pictures that you have seen are the things that are driving for some of a lot of us the things we're trying to do now. And I feel so strongly for people who are Christians today because I feel that we're trying to attempt two different definitions of success at the same time. I think that one of the reasons, I may, I'm not an expert in this, but one of the reasons, I think, why there's a lot of sadness, depression in our world today is because the goalposts for what success is, as defined by men, is constantly moving. It is constantly moving, sir. They say you are not something until you own, what, maybe an iPhone 10. You save for six months. Buy the iPhone 10. As you are going to buy it, they say the iPhone 10 has 11 has come out and 12 will soon be here. And oh, the day after you buy it, they reduce the price of the one you just bought. 
<laughs> I feel, and I, I'm going to get to, to, to this very, just settle down quickly, but I feel there's someone who God is saying, would you please stop comparing yourself? Would you stop comparing the car you drive or the one you don't drive? Would you stop comparing your complexion? Would you stop comparing the school you went to? Would you stop comparing who your father is? I remember one couple of years ago, I bought a new SUV. Your pastor drives a Range Rover. It's an old one, but it's a Range Rover. In case they ask you outside. And there I was feeling very happy. And there's this dear friend of mine. She's in church here. And she says to me one day, one of my friends saw you. And he said, I saw your pastor and his Range Rover. And I, ah, it's not even the new model. And guys, <laughs> I felt judged. I was like, he doesn't even know me. That he doesn't even know that in this same city that I used to jump the bus. Oh, yes, yeah, so. <laughs> and I did not enter the bus because I wanted to feel among. No, I did not have a car. There was no Uber or Taxify. Anybody above 40 who didn't have a car, you either enter the bus or yellow taxi. Yellow taxi did not have AC. <laughs> you had a car. I know. You were the guys oppressing us in Lagos. You know? <laughs> but it's in, I, was, I was like, but why would I, I? This is my Range Rover. It's my car. We bought it with money. And you're judging me on top of my Range Rover, on top of my wig. Guys, if you let someone apart from God set the definition of success for you, you will not be happy. You will not. You will not be happy. If you are happy, you will be happy temporarily because they would say, Oh, Tega, that dress you wore on Sunday, it was a hit. It fits your figure. Oh my God. But on Tuesday, when they say to you, Tega, those rags you are wearing, is it your small? <laughs> then you are heartbroken. There's a guy here. You are broke because you have been spending your money trying to fit in. You, you, and you know who you are. You are broke because you have been spending your money trying to fit in. You cannot be drinking champagne with the boys when your parents are in the village. Before you choke on the champagne. And you don't realize that the more you are drinking the champagne, the guy who owns the club is making money. The guy who sold the champagne is making money. Then you are, on Wednesday you are broke. You are driving around Lagos without AC. So that your well will not finish. Help me ask the person next to you. Are you successful? Are you successful? <laughs> uh, I, I need to get into this thing. But you see, because they, I have realized eh, that 
Luke 12, 15, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possession is such a big scripture. I have found, because I kind of sit between at least two generations, I have found in my lifetime people who are a lot happier with a lot less. Sometimes I ask how, I, I, I may be wrong, but I think I have possibly already made more money in my lifetime than my father and my mother put together have made. But I cannot understand how they raised five children. Five. <laughs> if you gave me five children now, <laughs> someone can't even imagine it. Can you imagine following me with five children? <laughs> we can't, no. I love you. <laughs> so people are unhappy. People are trying to please other people. People are trying to accumulate things. People are under all sorts of pressure. So this is what he started harassing me about. So what if God's definition of success is different from ours? It means that we will arrive at a different place from where God wants us to end up. In fact, the one he said to me about a month ago, which I, I still, yesterday I was still saying, well, you know God, you are God, you understand this thing. He said, what if there are people who have already succeeded according to God's plans, but yet do not know it? And are still very unhappy. Are still checking through Instagram. Instagram, what is the opposite of antidepressant? I love the app, but that thing, you can go through Instagram sometimes and just wonder, God, my life. Because you are comparing your life with a snapshot of someone's life. Because they got photographers together, stopped the crying for a moment, put on makeup, borrowed a dress, stood beside a Range Rover that their neighbor brought, took a picture, and then it shows up on your phone and you're going, Lord, look at me. Look at Chinedu from Primary 4. Look at me. Sometimes the angels want to slap you on your Instagram account. What Lord, does it mean to succeed? <laughs> what anyone who is going to be happy for a long time will have to decide with God a definition of success. As in the university, my one of our pastors said, You have to be willing to go in a different direction from the crowd, except the crowd is going your way. I was preparing, God said, success starts when we get born again. I was like, it's like God, yeah, that, that sounds really, really cool. But Lord, I'm talking to Lagosians. Maybe in Ibadan, that could fly. But there's a Lagosians. There's an airport in Lagos. There's no airport in Ibadan. <laughs> physical airport guys <laughs> hey. 
Okay. Because one of the things that the sin nature, the fall of sin brings into the human equation is a failure mentality. What is the first thing that man does once he sins? The Bible says all I've seen and fall short of the glory of God is that they hide. It's a clear feeling that I'm no longer worthy. They did not wait for God to tell them. Something within them said you are not enough. Something within them said you are, you are ah, <laughs> it is not your type that God hangs out with. Something within them said you are a failure. An ordinary apple. 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 Not even banana bread. Apple. <laughs> but it's amazing how millions of thousands of years after, even after Jesus has come to restore man back to the place that some people are still feeling like Adam and Eve were. But when you carry the nature of God within you, that you carry the ability within you to do what God wants you to do. 3 John 2, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your souls prosper. That prosperity is more than money. Includes money, is more than money. And I did not tell you that I drove a Range Rover so that it will impress you. No, I don't need to. And by the way, I am changing it now to what? A G-Wagon with red leather seats. Just so that you know. But nothing in this world, never, will that be the definition of my success or prosperity. Never. Never. It is in the poorest parts of the world that people acquire the most things. Some of you have been abroad before. How many people have five houses? Six, when well, you're not a real estate developer. But in Nigeria... So, and it's not a Nigerian, it is in developing where poverty is rife. Some of you have 50 shoes, two legs. No, no, let's not talk about the lady that has 10 weeks. Come on, what is it? You're not an actress. Let me stay with this message. <laughs> Lord, what is your definition of success? I said it here that if most of us had met Paul, Apostle Paul, in his day, we would not have said he was a successful person. Let's call it spade a spade. How do you go somewhere and they beat you? That means God didn't send you. God didn't send you now. They beat you, leave you for dead. They put it on Instagram, Paul left for dead. By Ojota. How many of us would have walked past Noah's ark and said, my goodness, what a successful man. Abraham, where are you going? I'm going to a land where God says he will show me. Where is the land? Is it on Google Maps? No. You know where you're going? No. Sarah, you're following him? 
1 John 5, 4 says, And whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Is it possible that there is a definition of God of success that is simply what pleases God? And I, and I have to say this for someone who doesn't have a home, a house yet. But over the last five years, you've been following God. You've been serving Him. And God has been saying to you, hey, well done, good and faithful servant. You're a success. You are succeeding already. But you're looking at that girl. On the other side, I say, God, when will my own happen? God said your own had happened. But he said, no, God, you don't understand success. And so you are unhappy. Also, God wakes up in the morning and says, how do I convince Rolly that God, that I'm the one who is at work in her, both to will and to do of my good pleasure? How do I convince these people in Lagos that you cannot measure your life as a Christian the same way people who are not Christian measure their lives? The angel shows up to Gideon in Jude, Judges chapter 6. He says, oh mighty man of valor, the Lord is with you. Gideon says, you are joking, right? says, if the Lord is with me, why would all this have happened? Someone says, P.I., but you don't understand. I, it's not that I don't own a house. I don't have a flat yet. But are you pleasing God? Someone says, but P.I., I don't even have a job yet. But are you pleasing God? Help me ask the person next to you, are you successful? Are you successful? And let's see. Okay, I need to put this together. We need to land. And and I would continue this conversation. But guys, this was it. That was my message. That was the, it. Was because he, he began to show me scriptures. He said, "What is the value of your walk with God?" Because if I told you guys, I come here on Sunday. See, ah, life pointers. Our God has shown up. I was just sitting down in my room, meditating upon scripture. I got an alert from GTB. I say, alert, alert, alert. And then they say, P.I., how much? I say, guess, one million dollars. <laughs> Twitter immediately. Lagos pastor gets credit, one million dollars. But would you feel differently about me? Would you see me in new lights? Would you give me a hug after service? P.I., It's amusing that in God's eyes, and I say this to us church, that some of the people we think are successful are not successful. And some of the people we think are not successful are very successful. Some of people, there's a young, there's an old lady who has a shop somewhere in Ojota and she's taking care of five children, serving God faithful in that ministry. She, she's studying the word. She's praying out of her house in Ojota. She's praying for Sudan and for northern Nigeria. When she wakes up in the morning, heaven is so happy, overjoyed. The challenge is that when she sends her children to school, they see 
cosmetic images and they, in their mind, what it means to be successful is to live in VI or somewhere near Lekki One just before the flood. Is to own something that has a this designer stamp on it or to own this type of money or be known on this and then they despise the woman who is pleasing God. So I think it's in Revelation chapter chapter 3 that God says, I think it's in verse 16 or 17, says, because you say I am rich, have become wealthy and have need for nothing, but do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. He says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich. Money is not wealth. And I have money. I have had lots of money and I will have lots of money. And I tell you this, I have seen billionaires who have trouble. Money is not wealth. He says, you say you are rich. God says, I'm sorry, you are not rich. Because sometimes when you're in an exam hall, you confidently write the answer. The confidence with which you write the answer does not translate to accuracy. Right? It's not the fact that you're bold, you're going around, ah, ah, ah. Mm -mm. What does God say your life is meant to be used for? When? What are your seasons? Someone, you're in such the you are in the middle of the will of God for your life at the moment but you are so unhappy for the flimsiest of reasons I don't have this shoe I don't have boyfriend or I don't have girlfriend <sighs> what is the value of our faith? I'm going to read two scriptures and I think we'll close for today. 1 Peter 1.7 1 Peter 1.7 says that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire may be found to praise, honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The relationships that I have that I would not trade for a million dollars there are people I know said to me, do not talk to them again in your life. Here is a million dollars. Some people I would take. I have to be honest with you. I told Lou, mm, I might call you to share the money, but I might take the money. <laughs> I'm joking, Tolu. It has to be real money, like $10 million. <laughs> talk back, I can never take any money for you. Never. Well, let me be honest. <laughs> but how much will I take for my children, for example? You say, Pierre, let's offer you this money. You can't, you can't name a money. You can't name a price. Not all. I mean, and then you know that. You say, your daughter, you will never talk to her again. Let's give you a billion dollars. We can't name the money. Money, there are things that are more important than money the inability to understand the value of intangibles keeps people in poverty. This is true in our spiritual work. It's true in nation building, guys. 
go to Silicon Valley and find out where people are putting money. So they would put money in a company that has not started, a company that doesn't have a logo. The ability to say, we believe there is something in the future. A company that doesn't have cash flows. A man who does not understand the value of his walk with God will constantly look outwards for definitions of success. He might act like Esau, who said, what is the value of my inheritance? Would you please give me this porridge? Maybe in our case, we say, please throw in some goat meat for me. What is my definition of success? What is on the balance sheet of your life? Is a promise from God enough to make me happy? Over the next couple of days, next week I talk about health, I think. This Wednesday, I think we'll talk about what successful people do. People who recognize that they become successful in God. What do they do? We'll talk about understanding the originality of your calling. We'll talk about contentment and patience. We'll talk about taking instructions from God, planning by the Spirit. But this, guys, is, is it's, it's, if you don't start from here, every other thing, because how you use your time, what you decide to spend your money on, Paul says in Galatians chapter 1 and 10, do I, do I now persuade men or God or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. Am I still trying to get approval from men? And I said this was warfare. Because the person who still defines themselves by what they have will find themselves always trying to get more. Bible says a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Acts 20 says it's more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. A man who is not confident in the purpose of God for their life a man who is not confident in the seasons of God for their life will be under such pressure. You would borrow things to impress people who do not care. Have you tell the person next to you, tell them you're all right. Too. You're all right. You're all... Tell them I did not recognize before, but it seems like you're successful already. I, I didn't recognize it before. I didn't recognize it before. I didn't recognize it. There is someone who you have been called. It's not that people, not that you thought you have been called a failure. But someone, and so this was, this was, this was the, the, this was the message in my heart. I, I could, I was like, God, you know, I, I like, you know, like sermons. Give me a sermon. It's like, well, take this message. That would we take being joined to God? Being born of God, carrying eternal life. First Peter 1 7 says, it is more precious than gold. That scares me, guys. 
But on one hand, God says you have something that is more precious than gold. Yet we have the ability to feel poor. It scares me. So I said, maybe God, maybe I'm not understanding this thing. Examples that are popping up. Let's say Tulu has 100,000 naira. I have 10,000 naira. You see, you think Tulu is wealthier. But then I say, oh, ah, but the president is my uncle. <laughs> then Tulu's 100,000 naira pales. I didn't even tell you that the president was going to do it. I just said, ah, look at his number now 080145. If I let me call him, uncle, please speak to my friend. Say, hi, it's Muhammad Buhari. Just want to shout out to you from House of Rock. <laughs> ah, you're a, you said PI, it's a man. He said, I only have 10 kids. It doesn't matter, PI. We know what you have. We know what you have. <laughs> but do you know what you have, church? I don't know who that person is that you've been waiting for your graduation to be a success, to think you were a success. I assure you, a lot of us have graduated here. The pressure waiting for you on the outside gates of the campus. <laughs> ah, there are special demons. <laughs> Graduates. <laughs> it's like when I do my NYC, I can now walk. Ask them. <laughs> the NYC, the government pays you. After the government says, hey, move, move. I know, Pia, when I get my first job. <laughs> my first job. <laughs> After your first appraisal. Because you get your first job, then you see the people who own houses. You say, ah, when I buy my house. Some people, I know people who, I'm just talking out the band, if you want to end the message. No, don't hurry, or when you're ready to end the message, you can come. You see people who have houses, and you realize that there's house and there's maintenance. <laughs> they bring service charge for the estate. 1.2 million. say, how much was my rent before? <laughs> but God says you are a success already. And I don't know who this person is. You have been battling with thoughts of failure. Anyone. And I say this because I've been in that place before where I thought I was good for nothing. Give me two minutes and you sing. Two-ish minutes. I've been in that place before where I thought, ah, no, you know, based on looking at how things really are, I'm not a month. I've, I've been in that place before. And it's amazing that even now, we, we own a house, we own cars, we have children, that you, if you don't take care, you will still be in places. You will enter some places sometimes. Just the perfume of the people. Like, my God. Ah, I'm just starting in life. Sometimes you enter the plane. As you're humbly going to the seats that God gave you. You see big beds. And they want for only one person. And they just whispering to you, Idris, you have not arrived. Look at your... You get a message from your classmate. We're just going to Monaco for the weekend. My boyfriend got me a private jet. You're waiting for your Uber. <laughs> he said, no, no, this is not right. 
tonight or this afternoon, our prayer is very simple. And I, and I don't, this, I want you to pray honestly. And so maybe the first one to do is to pray for the person beside you. It's like, Father, let them not have, not run with a false definition of success. Ah, that Lord, Paul says that your eyes of understanding will be enlightened, that you will be able to understand the hope of your calling, the inheritance you have with all the sense, the power that's already at work within you. It says, who is born of God overcomes the world. It says, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. You see, I know I don't feel like it. It says, but it says, how God sees you is not a feeling. Would you pray for them? That they will not miss the time of their visitation. Jesus, the Son of God, comes unto Israel. But they cannot, they, they say that, can anything good come out of Nazareth? It's not from Nazareth. No, no. The, the, a king cannot be born in the manger. So, so no, he can't. No. But can you pray? Can you pray this morning that God, that God will breathe over their hearts? That God will breathe over their life? Would you pray for that person? That every lie that the devil has sold to them, that the truth will displace it. And I want you to pray in the spirit, pray in your understanding. Because life depends on the, someone's whole happiness has been mortgaged away because they have been trying to measure up. Would you pray that light will come upon their lives? Would you pray? Would you pray? What if God's definition of success was different from the one that uh, social media sold to us? What if it was different from the things that you had on the road? What if it was different from the plans that you have made? Spend another minute just praying for them. For someone that they would hear, well done, good and faithful servant, God will say to Jesus about him, even before he starts to do anything, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.